We acknowledge that Spruce Grove Public Library sits on Treaty 6 territory and expresses gratitude and respect for the land we use with the pledge that this organization will actively work to end systematic racism, continue to participate in truth and reconciliation, and partner with our neighbors First Nations, Alexander Cree, Alexis Nakota Sioux, Enoch Cree, and Paul, to improve indigenous programming, services, and resources in our community. We are here to provide an informative and entertaining method to reach out to our community of Spruce Grove. If you have any questions or concerns about anything you hear on this podcast, you can email us at behindthestacks at sgpl.ca. Look at the yes. reading. It's the, like... I should put um, an image of just a sound wave. Well, hello to you too, Courtney. Hi, I'm great <laughs> to be here. Me and my demon showed up for work. Nice. Um, <laughs> when I was little, like a baby, I used to do this thing where I'd go, <clears throat> and my mum, <laughs> it was, my mum would call it monarching because oh. like demonic. Oh. And so we had this little thing we do where people would come up to me and be like, oh, what a cute little girl. And my mum would say, don't you, Monic? And i go, mm. And people would just look at me and be like, anyway, I have to go. <laughs> oh my god, I would have loved you as a baby. I've just been like, yes! Yeah. Drive all the weird, creepy people away that want to like, pinch your cheeks. Yeah, no one pinch your cheeks. And be all like, oh, cute! And they'd be like, uh, uh, yes, I'll, uh, oh, let's set the time. Bye. Yeah, oh my gosh. <laughs> you just reminded me, so thank you for bringing that memory back. That's amazing. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I... I hope if I ever have a kid, I do that. <laughs> Drive away all those strangers. It's yeah. yeah, you're just like get out of my space. But it's like baby. Therefore, we're like it's now a quiet. demon baby. <gasps> yes. <laughs> As you can probably tell, we are very excited because it is our Halloween episode. Yay! Yay! Halloween is so great. You get all the candy. You mm-hmm. don't have to make a big meal or spend lots of money on gifts. Yes. Watch creepy movies and dress up, get candy or give out candy. If my costume comes in, because I am super smart and decided to order it two weeks ago. Hmm. And then was like, ah, oh, you know. That should be enough time, but <laughs> is it? We'll see. Hmm. We'll see. I have, Um, I was going to be uh, my favorite Pokemon, Umbreon. I got the ears You're gonna and be tail. Umbreon. Yes. That is so cool. And it's pretty simple. You just wear like a black outfit and get some like little yellow rings. And I'm like, easy. Wow. So we'll see. If I did, come by Sunday, and I should be wearing it. You better take pictures. I will. Because I don't work Sundays. You have to send me some. That's right. I will. I'll probably get a mask or something. There's, I saw at the dollar store, they have these big heads, and there's like a big puppy one. So that would be kind of fun just to come to the door when the kids knock. A human with a giant puppy head. <laughs> yes! I was surprised. Not, no Squid Game uh, outfits? Those no, no huge. Squid Game. I know. I would oh love to, but... I just don't have the budget to really go out all out in a costume. I, I did see a couple of kids 
walking around after mm-hmm. school the other day wearing the pink Squid Game jumpsuits. I think someone was telling me they found one and it was like 70 or 80 bucks for mm-hmm. like the whole, and I was like, yeah. Oh, woof. I hope you're the dog. <laughs> and I'm really excited for the new Ghostbusters movie that comes out next month Ghostbusters Afterlife. I must have been living under a rock. I had no idea. <laughs> well, I've been a Ghostbusters fan since I was seven, so even if it's not that great, I'm just excited that any new Ghostbusters stuff is coming out. So let's get right into what you're reading. Or watching, or listening, or playing. So mine's quite short for this episode. Uh, I read a non-fiction book. It's called Rock Art Handbook. I love painting rocks. I've got a bunch of acrylic pens at home, and I could just spend all day painting images on them. I walk around and see rocks that are a bit of a weird shape. I pick them up, put them in my pocket. I probably look kind of crazy. It's like, ooh, look at this and this and this. Shoving them in my pockets, some crazy rock lady. But I came across this book when I was looking for ideas and I ordered it through track. And it's fantastic. There's ideas for all ages. There's stencils, um, colour blending, metallic, gel pens, this kind of marbleized look that you can do with nail polish. It's just made my imagination like 110 miles an hour. And I've started to... Uh, paint some rocks to give out as gifts and just put them around my neighbourhood for people to find. There's so many great ideas and yeah, like I say, it's for all ages so you can get your little ones into it as well and it's, it's just really fun. And I played a video game. It's called East Shade. It showed up on the Xbox uh, that Game Pass that has all the random games and I thought, oh, it looks nice. It's like a big bright full moon in the forest. And in the game, you're a travelling painter. You're on this ship and it crashes in a big storm on this island called Eastshade. The game is basically you're exploring the island and you're meeting all these people that live there and they all look like animals, like animals walking on two legs wearing suits. There's monkeys and elks and bears and, you know, they have jobs like sheriff and shopkeeper. And you do quests. And side quests. Of course. So I have a whole list of side quests I'm doing right now. And you get, um, it's, it's kind of like money. I think they're called glowstones or something. And the way you do that is you do paintings. And then you sell them to the people of the town. That's, that's as far as I've gotten so far. And it's starting to get into more of the main plot. But it's just, it's a really beautiful, relaxing game. The whole island is just... Um, really lush and green and has these you know beautiful looking buildings and the music is really soft and gentle and you have um you, you make canvases with wood and sheets and then you paint <laughs> and so if you see something you like the um, game kind of takes a photo of it and then it turns it into like an oil painting i feel like that game was perfect for me yeah it's, it's just made and for I, you <laughs> yeah yeah i'm just playing i'm like really i I paint? <laughs> this is amazing. And it's so different from, say, Fortnite, but that's that's a good thing. There's no loud guns or blood and gore. I had to help this man get a clay pot off his head. <laughs> I had to get butter from a store. <laughs> so that's been my biggest challenge so far. It's, it's like nothing I've really played, and I absolutely love it. And that's on the Xbox One. Simone even put the best games coming through. And we will be <laughs> we will be adding that to our Xbox One here at the library. So you can try it out yourself and let me know what you think. 
Okay, Courtney. Okay, Courtney. You have your list. <laughs> I have my list. Begin. It's not so bad. So when I was creating the script, I was on Instagram, of course. Of course. <laughs> and I just found out a while ago that the book The Marrow Thieves has a sequel. Oh, wow. And it like literally just came out. So of course, what did I do? I'm sitting on my phone going through my Instagram, saw it, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to shamelessly plug our track pack app because all I had to do was exit out of Instagram, pull up the app, put it on hold, and I'm at 10th in line. <laughs> nice. So if you haven't already downloaded our track pack app, you can. It's for free. And then that way you don't have to get up, go online, uh, or phone us if, you don't, if you're like me and don't like talking on the phone to people. All the time. <laughs> it's an anxiety thing. Yep, same. Then you just pull up the app, type in what you're looking for, find the book with the pretty cover, place it on hold, and then you'll get notified when it is ready for you to go. And what's the sequel called? It's called Hunting by Stars. Oh, that is a pretty cover. It's gorgeous. So, of course, that's why when I was like, you know, you go through Instagram, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, ah, wait a minute. <laughs> wait. Marrow Thieves, I just read that. Sequel just came out brand new. Order now. <laughs> Hit the button. <laughs> I did place a hold for Marrow Thieves on Libby and it just came in yesterday. So I do have it ready to read. I'm Excellent. very excited. Excellent. I'll it's let you know what I think of it next episode. Please do. Please do. And then you'll have to get the second one after that if you enjoy the first one. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and then I am reading uh, book two by Lanny Taylor. Uh, Blood and Starlight, that series. Um, first one was Smoke and Bone. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yes. I Like I said, I'm behind on that one. I swear that's like a 2011 book. And I'm just like, oh, I'm just getting into it. It's like 10 years later. <laughs> Everyone's probably like, we already read it. It was amazing. Move on. <laughs> and I'm like, I know. I'm just all small to the game. <laughs> oh, no, that's fine. But I have made the mistake of I'm currently reading like three different trilogies. Oh, so, you know, another Courtney moment might not be ordering the second book and being like, well, crap. It'll be three tri- trilogies at once and going like, where's this character? The third book, the first and the yep. second. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing anymore. But this one, this is the one that's really good. It's kind of more about uh, angels and chimera. Mm-hmm. And I really like that it's it's high fantasy, um, but it's not like, uh, air quotes, a typical high fantasy. It's not fairies. It's not vampires, I guess. Yeah. Um, thing everyone was like, oh, the fate. I'm like, excellent. I've read 30 books. Moving on. But this one with Angels and Chimera, I'm like, Chimera do not get enough shine. No, they really don't. No. And this one, like, they go into great detail about, like, because they all look differently, right? Mm-hmm. They're not all the same. So you got, like, one that's, like, part deer, part snake, or part lion, part buffalo, part. And I'm like, what buffalo? Yeah. Yeah. So this is the one about um, Karu? Mm-hmm. Yes. I'm like, this is about what? Um, I'll just leave. This is this is the quick little quote I saw in Goodreads. So if this if my yammering hasn't sucked you in, um, this is what they wrote. They said, once upon a time, an angel and a devil fell in love and dared to imagine a world free of bloodshed and war. This is not that world. So it goes into like the art student Karu and her life. And I feel like I have to redact a lot of this because I'm kind of spoils for the first book. So I don't be like, and then this happened redacted. <laughs> but then she fell in love with redacted. But then she might have had something traumatic happen at redacted. So <laughs> I feel really bad that I can't go into much detail. <laughs> All I can go into much a little bit now is that now there's a war between like Angel and Chimera. Mm-hmm. 
which there wasn't in the first one. So, I mean, I haven't totally destroyed the first one. <laughs> That's kind of my goal. Um, but highly recommend, I, when I was reading other people's reviews on this, they said for a sequel, like for a second book, fantastic. Like they, And I agree. They did a good job. Because you know how it goes. You read the first one, you're like, amazing. And then the second one, you're like, meh. And then we'll see what the third one. I gotta go run to my app right now and put that on hold. Bye. Okay, I'm back. Yes. Because <laughs> that's literally how long it takes for me to go do that. Because it's so easy. So download the track pack app. Do it. Do it now. <laughs> I read your book that you suggested. But success is 90% spite. And what did you think? I loved it. It's so good. <laughs> oh my gosh. There were so many comics where I'm like, mm, mm-hmm. Or been there. Like, it's really cute how she just tries to, like, these weird pickup lines. Like, you know, her, like, thing was, like, slapping somebody. Like, that was her go-to move. That doesn't... No. <laughs> She's like... <laughs> and then she goes to this little girl who's on a swing. Like, hey, you told me that would work. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> if you like a boy, you hit them. You hit them. Oh my gosh. Yes. Highly recommend... It was it was just right before going to bed. I just like read it all. I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel such a big smile. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's great. It was a great oh, recommendation for yeah. sure. Yay. Then I just finished like two days ago, Furia by Yamil Said Mendez, YA, but a girl living in Argentina who kind of lives a double life. Like she's going to be like a super soccer star. But then it's also kind of this idea of like, oh, but you know, her mom wants to be a doctor because she never got to be the doctor because she had kids. But then also this balance of like, oh, you're young and you should start a family and expectations. And it's, it was really good. I liked it. I felt really bad for her. She had a really tough upbringing. A lot of adults in her life. I was just like, ah! especially her dad. I was like, stop it. Yelling at the book. Like, no, <laughs> don't say that to children. But yeah, that was a really good read. I highly recommend. Once again, YA, strong female character, football star. There's a moment in there where it felt like she just lost everything. And I was like, no. No, not everything. You know, you can't do that. I'm not going to run it. But no. <laughs> and then it kind of all, in the end, you kind of felt going like, oh, okay. Well, you know, there's some books you read and you're like, are you going to, are you going to come back up? Yeah. Like, come on. Get up. Let's go. And then they don't. You're like, oh. Mm-hmm. Is there a sequel? No. Oh. That's it for me. An excellent selection there. Thank you. Now on to housekeeping. Uh, we had the virtual a- animal visit uh, with the Calgary Zoo, and we actually screened it in the room beside you here this morning. Yeah, that was very popular, eh? It was so good. Like, even if it was, I mean, it was great to have, like, people in the public come and, like, watch, but I was just, like, because I got front row, right? Because I'm like, oh, I've got to man the computer and stare at cute animals, so. Oh, what a hard job. It, yeah, it was really hard. The tapir was my favorite. It was just like this big rhino elephant black and white creature that's, like, 700 pounds, and it was sleeping. I'm like, favorite. It eats all day. I'm like, I love it. That sounds amazing. But we're not talking about animals, Simone. What are we talking about? Dinosaurs. Because next month is Dinovember. Yes. So a virtual visit with dinosaurs is happening on the 12th of November from 10.30 to 11.15am. And that will be presented virtually by the Royal Tyrell Museum. It will be uh, hosted through Zoom. 
recommended for preschoolers, school-aged kids, homeschoolers, and dinosaur fans of all ages, which I would say we call a Tyanda. I was about to say, thank God you uh, added that part, because I was like about to say, and Courtney and Simone. <laughs> <laughs> I should change the form right now. <laughs> Sarah's going to be like, what did you do? I feel like I put Courtney and Simone's in there. Yeah. Any Courtney and Simone's, even if your name isn't Courtney or Simone. You're welcome. If you like dinosaurs, <laughs> watch this. During this interactive virtual visit, the expert at the museum will guide you through their galleries and exhibits, marvel at creatures from ancient seas, explore Dinosaur Hall, and discover how life carried on after the asteroid impact that marked the end of the Age of Dinosaurs. And make sure you come prepared with lots of questions. For further information, you can visit our website, sgpl.ca, go to the third banner on our main page, and there you'll find Virtual Visit with Dinosaurs and a link to register. It's absolutely free, but spaces are limited, so sign up right away and visit with some dinos. Another exciting thing, a brand new Dialer Story. Dialer Story is story time from the comfort of wherever you are with your phone. You phone our special number, 587-853-4554, and there are four new stories that have been added. If you give a mouse a cookie... I'm not scared. And two for uh, Juvenile. And our staff member, Teresa, is a special guest reader for this series. And she did an amazing job. Just call uh, 587-853-4554. Just press the number you'd like from one to four and have a listen. In celebration of the East Indian holiday Diwali, the Festival of Lights, we will have dyers available for you to decorate. They're really cool. They're right here. <laughs> yes. I got a whole cart. They're all packed up. So November 1st, you can go get one at the library. What that includes is a clay dyer, which is kind of like a candle holder, uh, acrylic paint, a palette, and a paintbrush, and a little tea light. So you can paint your dyer however you'd like, and then we would love it if you'd send us an image at asgprogramming at yrl.ab.ca. We have 50 kits. So, November 1st, make sure you come in and grab one, because I have a feeling they'll go pretty quickly, because that's a really awesome craft. What's happening in Spruce Grove? Uh, Star Wars reads October 30th, which is a Saturday. It is. Which is before Halloween. Mm -hmm. And we are having the Echo Bay Saber Guild come to the library. We're going to be at Central Park Mm -hmm. at 11.30, and they are going to read a story time. And do some Jedi slash Sith activities for everyone. What? Yes. That is so cool. Yes. I didn't even put it in the script because it literally just happened. <laughs> the day before Halloween is Star Wars reading day. Isn't that perfect? Wow. So yeah, come to Central Park, 1130. We're going to be there. I'm going to have some pins to hand out. I have uh, some activity books that I printed. Maybe a little treat bag and some little mask and hand sanitizer stuffs. But yeah, come on down. Dress up if you want. Oh, well, if you're going to be dressing up in a Star Wars costume for Halloween, you might as well put it on a day early and try it out. Right? Just let everyone know. Be like, hey, this is my awesome costume. Mm -hmm. I get to wear it twice this year. What do you think? Yes. (laughs) That is so cool. And and that's free? Free, of course. Well, if, if that's not fun enough, there's also the mini Monster Bash event. So that starts tomorrow through to 31st. Play bingo in the library. Monster bingo. Pick up a sheet and search for matching pictures in our library. Write the location you found the picture and return your sheet on or before Halloween to be entered into the prize draw. 
which will be done on November 2nd. I love bingo. I love monsters. Win-win. Well, I actually would be terrible at this. Teresa did a great job hiding the images around the library. I found like two. <laughs> I bet you the kids will run around and they'll be like, I've had them all. <laughs> In five minutes. Like, Courtney, I found all of them. What? Where? <laughs> it's okay. Kids are better at things than I am. I've accepted it. <laughs> As promised, we will tell you the results from the 2021 election, just in case you didn't know. So the new mayor of Spruce Grove is Jeff Acker. And we have six new councillors. Danielle Carter, Jan Gillett, Stuart Houston, Reed McDonald, Dave Oldham and Erin Stevenson. So congratulations to all of you. And one more bit of exciting Halloween fun. Our friends at the GSA. They are always doing really cool stuff. And this is no exception. They are having a haunting at Jubilee Park for Halloween. There will be treats, no tricks. Costumes are welcome, but dress warmly because it is getting rather chilly out there. This will be on Friday, October 29th, with special guest counsellor Erin Stevenson. There'll be spooky stories, hot dogs, marshmallow roast. You can pre-book. Email is sprucegrovegsa at gmail.com or you can go to their website sprucegrovegsasociety.org they're also on facebook and instagram and that is from 7 till 9 p.m for ages 12 to 24 now courtney i'm fangirling out a bit here we have a very special guest for this spooktacular episode so we have a very special guest on our podcast today, host of the amazing show, Scare You to Sleep, Shelby Scott. Hi. Hi, nice Shelby. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thank you for being on here. We are so excited and honored to have you on our show. We're all really big fans of Scare You oh, to Sleep. Thank you. Thank you so much. We do have a few Halloween-based questions and just some random stuff. I'm excited. I did have a question, actually, that I just thought of. Have you ever been to Canada? I have not. Uh, I think I've been to Victoria as a kid, um, mm-hmm. but that's as far, and that may even be, uh, I may not have. My family took a trip there, and like we can't remember if I was at camp or if I was there, so... <laughs> But no, I haven't. And I would love to go the weather and I mean, just the countryside. I mean, it looks beautiful. All of your, especially all the little coastal towns. Oh my God. And I know there's like much more to Canada than just snow and coastal towns, but uh, yeah, I'd love to visit. And you're in Southern California. So that's yes. quite the contrast. It's, it is, it definitely is. That's why I like yearn to visit one day and get some you know, beautiful mountains and trees. Oh, I miss trees. <laughs> Tell us about Scare You to Sleep. What's what's it about for those who haven't heard it before? Sure. It's um so it's a show where it's kind of odd. Um, I feel like since I've started the show though, it's a little less odd. When I first started, <laughs> I feel like it was way more niche than it is now. But it's a, it's a show where I read mostly fictional scary stories, horror stories. Um but I read them in kind of a gentle voice and there are sound effects and things, but I try not to use intrusive sound effects. So they actually kind of 
soothe you to sleep for those who use horror as escapism. Um, obviously not everyone uses it to sleep, but I have quite a few <laughs> listeners who do. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I really, um, I grew up use like uh, so many of my listeners. It was, it was such a surprise and a delight to find that I have found so many people in this community that felt the same way as I did, where it's like horror as scary as it is. It's such a way to relax in a weird yeah. way. You know, you visit mm-hmm. another world and those monsters aren't real, you know, like they are in our world. So, mm-hmm. and so I kind of wanted to make a show like that. And I feel like I have, and I have some episodes that are like true stories and things like that, but yeah, uh, it's mostly fictional. So yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. It, it is unusual how calming it can be listening to those tales. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it's because the horror, you know, that it's not real and things are going to be okay in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's, there's like something comforting about that. It's like you get your thrill in without it, you know, knowing that at the end you can just turn off the show and it all Mm -hmm. goes away. Yeah. (laughs) What made you come up with the idea for Skate to Sleep? Honestly, I was having a conversation with my husband does this and I have a few friends who listen to podcasts when they sleep and they've had this issue and I can't listen to them because just, you know, podcasts in general, they're not, especially if they're not made for sleep, uh, you know, you'll get a really loud laugh or mm-hmm. I listen to a lot of like comedy podcasts. So there'll be like kind of a screaming laugh or some sort of loud outburst and it'll wake yeah. me up. Mm-hmm. And I spoke to so many people who actually listen to podcasts to sleep to. And I was like, Oh, it'd be great if there was something that was made to sleep to, mm-hmm. but also wasn't at the time three years ago, when I first started the show, most of what was on the market for sleeping was just like, you know, pretty straightforward, calm type things Mm -hmm. like whale noises and like gentle story or not even stories, but just like gentle talking and guided meditations. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And so I was Mm -hmm. like, what if there was something different that if for people who don't necessarily aren't into, you know, whale noises and yeah, like you said, mindfulness, you Mm -hmm. know, type things. How did you come up with the name? Oh God. You know, I can't even remember. I remember just going over different names, scary to sleep kind of stuck. And I was like, that sounds good. And I do remember doing my due (laughs) diligence and I, it came to me a little too easily where I was like, it has to be, I have to have thought of that because someone else has a show called that. Mm -hmm. So I scoured the internet looking (laughs) to make sure I was not stealing someone else's name or, you know, accidentally that thing where it becomes kind of an, like an earworm where Mm you're, you don't remember where you heard it. And, um, I looked everywhere and it wasn't anywhere. So I I don't know. It just kind of came to me just, you know, uh, there's a lot of like, you know, sing you to sleep type things and Mm -hmm. like on YouTube. And, you know, I kind of wanted it to make it sound a little bit like a fairy tale type thing, you know, scare you to sleep type thing. So yeah. Yeah. Oh, it definitely works. Thank you. Do you have any scary books or movies, video games, like recommendations for our listeners? Oh man. Um, (laughs) I do. Uh, God, it's, where do I start? Oh God, there are so many, um, I'm, it's so weird. I, for some reason, video games, I have a hard time remembering names of video games. I will mm-hmm. remember the concept, but I can't remember names. Like if you like something a little, oh my God, that's something that kind of reminds me of my show. I usually recommend this to people if they like my show and they want mm-hmm. a video game recommendation is something called, um, the vanishing of Ethan Carter and it's spooky and it's sort of relaxing. It's not like a jump scare type mm-hmm. scary game. It's more of a, like 
you know, cerebral type scary game where it takes you through a story and you learn the story and there are really terrifying things in the story, but Mm -hmm. it's a lot about like the lore of what happened and there are some ghosts and, but it's not going to, it's not like a first person shooter, you know, ghost game, which those are fun too. But if Mm -hmm. you're looking for something, I like to recommend that. Cause if it's like, if you like my show, you would probably like this game. Like there's also one, um, it's called the, Oh God. It's the name, the girl's name is Edith Finch. And I can't remember the rest of the title. Oh, it's like I have something. That. I haven't. Yeah. There's yet, something but... lives of Edith Finch. Yeah. Amazing. So creepy. It gets like creepier and creepier. And again, it sort of reminds me of my show where it's not going to be a, you know, first person shooter. It's just, mm-hmm. it's relaxing, but very unnerving at points where you're, there are times where I would turn it off and I'd be like, thinking about it for days. And so I love stuff like that. I love stuff that like kind of gets, gets to you, you know, but like in the moment you're not screaming or like shivering, but like, Mm -hmm. it's like days later, you're like, Oh, I just figured out what they meant by that. Okay. Oh God. You know? Yeah. And it's such a good medium, like video games because of the sound and, um, the darkness. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. um, When you get the vibration on your controller sometimes. Yes. Oh, I know. And you get so immersed. I mean, that's one thing about my show that I really strive for is immersion mm-hmm. and video games. I mean, you're in control. You're yeah. the one, you know, having to move. There's a game called, um, well, it wasn't a whole game. It's called PT, which stands for playable trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not available anymore. It was supposed to be the new silent Hills game, but, uh, a lot of internal politics happened and it didn't happen. And I happen to have a copy of it. It's so mm-hmm. rare to find now. Oh, wow. And that's one where, it's so terrifying. I mean, I've never played it all the way through. And I know a lot mm-hmm. of people haven't, you can look up if you are interested in it and you mm-hmm. can't find a copy. Cause it's like impossible. Now mm-hmm. look up YouTube videos, the people playing PT and it's like, you physically can't make your fingers move your character forward because <laughs> it's so terrifying. Oh and my God. Yeah. It's, it, it's great. You should look up the videos of people playing it. Cause it kind of takes away the sting a little bit watching someone mm-hmm. else play it. Oh, I will. It, definitely. It's terrifying. Like you can't, I would, I've tried playing it in broad daylight. Nope. I just like, <laughs> it, it gets to me every time. I wish they would have made it a full game, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> have you ever played, um, beyond the sleep? No, I it's, haven't. You play like a little toddler and he's going through this. Oh, weird... I've seen. Yeah, I've seen, I saw the trailer for that, but I never actually got to play it. Yeah. I found that one so scary. Ooh. It's really psychological and it's like a twist at the end about kind of dysfunctional families. And oh, wow. Yeah, I was scared. I was crying. I was like, uh, oh my God, this game. Yeah, so. that's the thing. Video games, they will make you cry. They will make you scared. They will make you happy. I mean, it's, and then you feel like so much more a part of it than like a movie because mm-hmm. you're, you're doing it. Especially the games, like, isn't that one where you have to make choices and things? Yeah. That, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Any game where you're making choices that actually affect the story in any way and you, you feel so personally responsible <laughs> for. Yeah, like, what have what I done? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, goodness. I, I, sorry. I love talking about video games. Oh, same. Yeah, same. <laughs> what, what about books? The most recent horror book I read, I don't recommend necessarily. It's called Dead Inside, and I cannot remember the author's name. Hmm. It's uh, That one's a kind of, I got into a weird little string where I, I read the book Verity by Colleen Hoover, which mm-hmm. is a good book. Um, I wasn't that excited about the ending, um, but I'm, I won't spoil it. It's a very twisty ending, so I'm okay. not going to spoil it. And that's a, that's a good one. If you're looking for something, um, 
more uh thriller-y like it's mm-hmm. more of a thriller than anything um and it's good it's it was one of those that like everyone on tiktok was like go read this book and it was a good book i like i said i it was just like a personal preference for the end but um so that was good and because of the ending of that one again i can't really explain why <laughs> but a friend and i who had both read verity were both like let's read something like intense like let's read i hadn't read a really like gross out horror in a while mm-hmm. and i found dead inside um from someone who told me don't read this <laughs> Oh, so wow. of, That's a so good of course I read it. So mm-hmm. of course I went and read it. Cause they were like, don't read this. Just don't it's, it's not even fun horror. And I was like, well, I got to now. Well, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, what's better viral marketing than someone being like, don't, don't pick it up. And so I read that. And so if you're into intense, intense body horror and you don't have a single trigger warning needed for your life, <laughs> then you can read that. Uh, dead inside because it's the most intense body horror I've ever read. And it was, yeah, again, if you have, I I can't even get into it. If you have any sort of trigger warning that you need to adhere for to for your mental health, just don't do it. I get here. Look, I'm doing it again. I'm doing viral marketing where I'm like, don't read this. I know. I'm just like, I'm going (laughs) to see if we have that in the system now. (laughs) Yeah. You probably, I I doubt you do. I think it was like self-published by the author. Okay. um, And uh, but yeah, I mean, look up the description if you want to, uh, the funniest part of that is the author's description because how, how mean <laughs> do I want to be? I feel like some authors don't realize that we know that for the most part, they write their own author's description at the mm-hmm. end. Oh, okay. And he tried to make himself sound very mysterious as if someone else was writing it. And it was like, Oh, oh honey, dear. we know that you wrote that yourself. But <laughs> We nice all try. know that by now. Yeah. <laughs> Pat on the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I am very intrigued. Well, so the, what was it playable trailer and dead inside? Yes. Okay. Yes. Do you like uh, graphic novels? I do. You know, I'm not as into them as I'd like to be, but every time I've been gifted one or I've picked one up myself just on a whim, I mm-hmm. really enjoy them. And it's one of those things, you know, where you're like, every time I read one of these, I enjoy it, but I just haven't gone out of my way to really, you know, explore that world very much. Mm-hmm. I was just in a Barnes and Noble uh, yesterday or two days ago, and I was looking mm-hmm. at the manga section and I was like, these are so beautiful. And like, I know the stories are so intricate sometimes, and I'd really love to get more into them. So if you have any suggestions, I'd love I, I do actually. It's awesome. not a manga, but um, it's called Something's Killing the Children. It's kind of a monster book. And there's this mysterious creature that just goes in the woods and kills children in this small town. This kick-ass uh, mysterious woman appears and she has this really cool mask. It has like fangs on the front of it. And she's got like swords and everything. And you find out she works for this weird organization and oh. I'm on book three of it now and you're just starting to learn the origin of the monsters oh cool I will definitely check that yeah. out yeah that's the push I needed to like really get into it yeah thank you mm-hmm. did you enjoy scary stories as a kid uh definitely I loved scary stories as a kid the one that I remember scaring me the most and it was such a random one I I loved scary i I would read whatever came my way that was scary. Mm-hmm. Um, my mom, when I was really little, was like, there's this author I think you would like named Edgar Allan Poe. Here, read The Pit and the Pendulum. Um, <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah. And so I, um, there was this one book called 
the president's vampire, I believe. Mm-hmm. I'd, I'd never really seen it anywhere else. It was like my brother and I bought it kind of on a whim at some bookstore mm-hmm. and it had some stories in there that were so scary. And, um, I believe they had, there was one about some like tongue monster and like, I remember him and I would just like read these to each other and just scare the crap out of each other with these. (laughs) Like, just like, that's the thing. My whole family, my dad's not really, but my, my mom and my brother and I are really into horror movies Mm -hmm. and books and everything. So it was kind of a family thing of like, just trying to get as scared as possible. In fact, even my dad, we loved that show, um, beyond belief factor fiction that was on. Yeah. Which is apparently coming back. And I'm very excited about it. Jonathan Frakes. Frakes. Yeah. He posted a, a teaser picture of him sitting in that room. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm really excited, but we would all sit around and play that as a family and watch these like terrifying stories play out. And we'd like play it as a game. Like, Oh, I think this one's fact. And I think this one's fiction. And mm-hmm. we'd like figure out at the end who was more right and everything. Yeah. So as a family, we all loved scary stuff. It's like, I couldn't even begin to tell you, which, you know, I mean, of course, scary stories, uh, to tell in the dark, um, oh, all the yeah. goosebumps, mm-hmm. stuff like that as a kid. Um, yeah, I was even into stuff that wasn't scary, but still had to do with like magic and things like the witch of blackboard, blackbird pond, which mm-hmm. technically isn't magic. Cause they just think she's a witch. It's set in the Salem era, but, um, you know, things like that I was just really into kind of occulty fringe stuff as a kid. Yeah. There she goes. I mean, we can't stop her. We're not going to, and I remember my mom <laughs> saying, well, I'm not going to tell you to not read something Mm -hmm. because that feels, you know, counterproductive. So I guess have at it. And if you have questions, you know, that's exactly what my mom would do. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I just give it back to her. That was so intense. I have so many questions. And she'd be like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Do you enjoy libraries? I do. I do. I don't visit them as often as I should. During um, the pandemic, though, a friend of mine turned me on to like the different library apps and things where you can Mm -hmm. borrow books. And that is I mean, that's fantastic. You know, it's it's incredible. But yeah, I I remember I have so many fond memories of library, the smell, you know, the smell Mm -hmm. of libraries you can't beat. And I know so many people have tried to turn it into candles, but it's never the same. Um, I've tried to buy all the candles, but it's like, oh, there's nothing, nothing beats that smell when you walk into a library Mm -hmm. and it just feels so magical. I mean, as a kid, there's no better place to be like you're, especially as a kid who likes reading. I mean, it's Mm -hmm. just like the shelves look like they're endless and they go on forever. And especially when you're little and you can't like the top shelves look like they just stretch up to the ceiling. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And they're just go on forever and ever. And I just always remember libraries as being such a magical place. So yeah, I do love library. I remember it growing up in England. I'd go to my local library as a kid and it just seemed absolutely enormous. And then as an adult, I went back to visit a few years ago and I said, you know, have you downsized? And they were like, no. (laughs) And it was just such a small place, but as a kid like you say the um shelves would be endless and walking on the wooden floor would just sound so like yeah oh my god speaking of England I have a friend who um she's friend's daughter is about to start college and she's a genius so she's been touring all these very important colleges so she went to Oxford and um the first thing I asked her when she came to visit was I was like what did the library look like (laughs) I was like, tell me all about the library. And she was like, it goes underground and you know, it's a thousand years old and it's just, there are parts that are new and parts that are old. And there's just, she's like, I just, I, I, you'd have to spend years there. 
you know, just like go. And I was like, that sounds like my dream library is mm-hmm. the Oxford library. It's crazy. Oh my God. I just can't even imagine like the secrets that lurk in libraries that old, you know? Absolutely. If you could meet an author that you really loved, who would it be? I would have to say Anne Rice because she had such a big impact on my life and my writing. Mm -hmm. I definitely became a big Anne Rice, you know, girl in middle school and through high school and throughout my adulthood. And, Mm -hmm. you know, her vampire chronicles, I mean, were just a huge influence on me. And I've even been to New Orleans a few times and I've like driven by her. She doesn't live there anymore, but her house where she lived. Oh, wow. Yeah. And, um, the bookstore where she used to do all of her signings back Mm -hmm. in like, I mean, the seventies and eighties. And I got a signed copy of one of her books that she had there and, uh, probably paid way too, way more than most people would. But I was (laughs) like, it's from the bookstore where she did her signings and I have to, and it's a list stat book and I have to, um, Mm -hmm. but yeah, definitely Anne Rice. I actually, I have a cousin who met her at a book signing because for a Christmas present for me, she went and got one of her books signed for me. And she was like, Oh, you would love her. She's just this dear little woman. And I was like, I just want to, I just want to meet her. (laughs) Queen of the damned. That was my favorite. Oh, me too. I've read that one several times. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've even recommended it to people, even though it is like, uh, you should go chronologically. I was like, you could definitely read it on its own, you know? And it's Mm -hmm. so, it's just, so good. You know, it's so that's the thing. Her stories are so intricate and like interwoven and Mm -hmm. the baby jinx part of, and of queen of the damned that what didn't make it into the movie is one of my favorite parts where it's just this like vampire who was just made and then destroyed and like beautiful, like little weird short story that she put into the middle of the book for some reason. And I love that about that book. There's just so many like different little pieces and it's such a unique book, even for her. Yeah, it really stood out from the others. They're all amazing, mm-hmm. but that one, that's always been my favorite. Have you read the Sleeping Beauty series? I have. I have. Um, in fact, I was just mourning <laughs> it the other day because I let someone borrow the first two and I never got them back. That was years ago that I let them borrow them. So it was my mm-hmm. bad that I just noticed. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, I've been like, I need to rebuy this. Yeah, uh, I read the first one probably way too young. Um, I was probably like, I mean, not way too young. I was probably like 17, but still mm-hmm. it was, it blew my mind. You yeah. know, it was just mm-hmm. like, okay, this is advanced yeah, this <laughs> isn't how I remember it <laughs> yeah yeah but they're they're beautifully written I mean if you are into erotica they're beautifully written erotica like as I got older I really uh gained uh you know a respect for the art of writing mm-hmm. beautiful erotica and I mean that's what it is what is your favorite holiday is it Halloween or it really it's it's changed over the years I feel like yeah it's probably like Halloween. I really love, I'm one of those. I love Christmas. I think Halloween has to be it. Cause I, I like right now I'm still, I've been excited for Halloween since July. I've been desperately looking to see what's going to be open this year from the pandemic. Every year we used to go to, um, this haunted hayride and in LA at, at Griffith park that would go through like the old abandoned, uh, zoo that we have here. Of course that was not running last year, you know? And so I was looking up to see if it would be running this year. And I was like, Oh my God, I'm just so excited. And it was almost like, because I missed Halloween last year, it gave me, it made me realize like how much I really love Halloween, not getting to participate in it last year. Mm -hmm. When did you start writing? Uh, I started writing at a really young age. I have a really big memory of uh, when I was in like 
first or second grade, they Mm -hmm. had, my teacher had this like writing exercise where we had to write a story about a pirate. And I remember my mom telling me like, I want that story. It's so good. Like Mm -hmm. you need to tell your teacher, I want that story. And my teacher, when I went to school had like just thrown them all away. (laughs) (laughs) And I remember going and being like, can I have my pirate story? And she's like, oh, I don't have those anymore. I threw them all away. And uh, my mom was so upset. And but her being that upset about this pirate story was like, wow, I, maybe I like, and I really enjoyed writing. So it like gave me this encouragement to write and, um, middle school, high school, I wrote a lot. In fact, I do every year, you know, I do this teenage, I, I do a kid's episode and I do a teen episode for mm-hmm. Halloween mm-hmm. where I have teens and kids send in stories. And I really wanted to find some of my writing from when I was in high school. So I could like put it into this teen episode because it was just Anne Rice inspired, mm-hmm. ridiculous. And I <laughs> just probably laughable now, but I would love to put it in. It was, I, cause I would write horror. I would write scary stuff. I remember writing like one story that wasn't scary. And I was just like, it felt like it was missing something. And I was mm-hmm. like, I just don't like this. And so I basically only ever written horror. Um, I was really, I, very into writing in junior high and high school. I would literally get in trouble for being up at 2am. And my, my, I had a really loud keyboard apparently. And my parents would be like, I can hear you typing down the hall. Stop it. And you're like, no, I'm sleeping. <laughs> what was the first story that you'd written that you read on your show? It was the O'Mail Swamp Tour. It was the very first episode. Yeah. Yeah. I really enjoyed that one. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Uh, the, cause at first the show started honestly, cause I was like, it, not only did I want to do horror stories, I was nobody. I didn't have any connections to, you know, people who were going to be submitting to me. Cause I was just starting and I really wanted a way to get my short stories out into the world because mm-hmm. I didn't really know what place they had, you know, they were mm-hmm. not long enough for a novel. I didn't have enough to create a collection. I was getting, I got rejected from a bunch of other podcasts. And so I was just like, but I really like these. I think they're good. And so I was like, I'm just going to start my own show. And at least, and I kind of thought, well, maybe I can, you know, use these episodes as references for publishers. Like mm-hmm. here, go listen to this. I'm, which is probably like the most ridiculous people in publishing are probably laughing at me. Like that is not <laughs> how that works. But I just like, for some reason was like desperately, like, I just want to be a writer. And mm-hmm. I, this is all I can think to do. And then the show just took off. So, <laughs> yeah. So you kind of did self-publishing, but on another level. With, uh, yeah. Like audio forming it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you have any tips for those starting their own podcasts? My biggest advice that I always give people is um, for your first episode. And this is something that I did is record an entire first episode as if you're about to upload it tomorrow don't Mm -hmm. upload it. Just send it to anyone you can think of and ask for honest, uh, constructive criticism. Mm -hmm. And you have to be open to it. And if you can't get past that phase, you're probably not going to like doing podcasts because it comes with a lot of unconstructive (laughs) criticism. Um, I've dealt with that lately, um, on my, uh, Facebook page. (laughs) So if you can't get past that, then I would suggest I don't know, maybe looking into something else or something, give it out to people, give, get constructive criticism and then redo that first episode. First, first episode was actually the story I did called limes. And I sent that to a bunch of friends and family. They gave me very honest criticism. I had one friend in particular. She was like, okay, if you want criticism, I will give it to you. And I was like, yes, hit me with it. And she was like, 
this is too quiet. This didn't sound right. Blah, blah, blah. And I was like, thank you. And like, I recorded I, instead of limes, because I was kind of like sour on that for a second, <laughs> sour on limes. Um, <laughs> I, didn't mean to do that. Um, <laughs> I recorded the Omel Swamp Tour, the first part. Then I had my, that was my actual first. So I, yeah, I really recommend right, doing a full first episode. That way people can tell you like, is your intro too long? Is it too short? Are you explaining what this show is well enough? Is the outro sufficient? Are you going, I don't know. Is it, I would say, are you rambling too much? But I've gotten that critique too. And when I stopped rambling, I got a bunch of emails that were like, I miss you rambling. If you're going to do a podcast, it's, it takes a lot more effort and a lot more time than people realize. You know, um, maybe some, some talking heads podcasts I know are a little more straightforward, but like mine is fully produced, you know, uh, mm-hmm. sound effects, different, uh, different vo- vocal effects, um, music, all this stuff. I mean, it takes me hours to do one episode. It takes me, I'm not, I don't even want to say, but, um, I think that's another thing too, is if you go in, do your first episode, that'll give you an idea of how much work it's going to be. If you're willing to really go in and throw away that first episode in order to get better, grow and things like that. I remember you released um, Limes. Yeah. That, did that feel kind of scary? Yeah. Limes was scary because it was something I wasn't leaning on paranormal stuff. It was all straightforward serial killer type stuff, <laughs> basically. Do you have any favorite scary podcasts? I love the No Sleep podcast and Let's Not Meet. So. Oh, yeah. Andrew's a friend of mine from Let's Not Meet. I love him so much. You know, one of them, it was a one-off, um, but one of my favorite ones I've ever listened to was Olive Hill. The people who produce, who do 13, who, which is another fantastic show, uh, mm-hmm. horror show, but they did this one called Olive Hill that was a mini series and it was fantastic. In fact, when they asked me to guest on 13 a couple of times, the first time I was like shaking because I was like, <laughs> no, you don't understand. I am a huge fan of mm-hmm. your last show. Like, I can't believe I'm talking to you right now. Yeah. Like the um Brooke, the person who I was acting with in the first time, the first time I was on their show, she was the main character of Olive Hill. And mm-hmm. I was just, I was like frozen. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I mean, it was it's it, it Olive Hill was so good and it's mm-hmm. very immersive. And it's one of those the crew has told me it was so realistic that they had people emailing them and visiting these places and emailing them about like this real story, like what, well, what happened and like demanding more evidence for the story, but it's a fictional story. It's an audio, but they did such a good job, incredible job at these like interviews they do that it felt real. So real that they got like angry emails about like, well, why can't I find any news stories about this? Um, Before I let you go, we're just going to do a little Halloween. Would you rather be a ghost or a ghoul? I think I'd rather be a ghost. I think... It's to be honest, this is so basic, but it's just so beautifully mysterious. I mean, I talked about how I like Anne Rice and just like the idea of being like the lady on the stairs Mm -hmm. and ghouls for what I remember, I'm sure there's different folklore, but they like eat human flesh and stuff like that, which is cool. I'm so for ghouls, ghoul, ghoul rights, but like, I think I'm more (laughs) of a lady on the stairs, you know, type. (laughs) 
What kind of floating through the walls and holding a candy yeah, opera. Exactly. Yeah. Like you just smell my per I don't even wear perfume, but you know, <laughs> you smell my perfume as I like leave the room type thing. It's like a painting of you on the wall. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Mysterious painting they find in the attic. Mm-hmm. This is the lady of the house. Yeah. <laughs> Would you rather live in a haunted house or live in a haunted asylum? Oh, haunted house, a hundred percent. I mean, asylum, even if it's like, this is, even if someone who somehow, if a psychic medium said this asylum isn't haunted, Mm -hmm. not one bit, it's been cleaned. I still don't want to hang out there. Yeah. (laughs) I still don't want to hang out there. I've, I've filmed before, back when I was a makeup artist, I filmed a a short student film at a haunted um, hospital here, uh, the Mm -hmm. Linda Vista hospital, which is popular. It's been on ghost adventures and stuff. I cannot tell you the feelings you get from being in a haunted abandoned hospital. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so haunted house all the way, at least there's like, I'm going to assume a fireplace and some books and I don't know. And a lady on the stairs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather walk through spiders or walk over eyeballs? Oh, through spiders. I think, mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I've gotten to where I've gotten to a good place with spiders. You know, I guess it depends on whether they're, venomous or not but if they're not yeah. I think spiders definitely eyeballs oh they would like pop oh god mm-hmm. <laughs> I would totally choose the spiders as yeah. well <laughs> the whole, yeah um would you rather meet a vampire or meet a werewolf I mean judging by my history on this show I think we know the answer to that vampire <laughs> definitely <laughs> I've I've always liked werewolves I've always had this idea that they're kind of giant puppies really you could like rub oh, their tummies yeah. or something. you watch um what we do in the shadows mm-hmm. oh my god the werewolves that they portray on there they crack me up the way they like run after chew toys and stuff oh yeah. my god I love it I love it yeah that's totally my idea of a werewolf yeah. <laughs> would you rather be abducted by aliens or turn into a zombie uh, you know zombie I have a a, a very uh, I have a deep, deep fear of space and aliens. It's like my biggest phobia is aliens in space. So zombie, because it sounds a little more <laughs> less scary somehow. I don't know. My my wife has a fear of space. She's really just because it's so vast and huge, and you don't know what oh, what's tell out there. Her, I understand because <laughs> I don't like space. I don't like talking about it when people start going into. Because I watch a lot of, you know, occulty stuff and sometimes they'll start talking about like black holes and things. And I'm like, yeah. nope, can't yeah. do it. Bye. Talk to me about ghosts all day. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about other dimensions all day. I'm out when it comes to go- when it comes to black <laughs> holes and things. Uh-uh. Yeah. yeah. I think she sometimes feels like she's the only one who's. Oh, no. Tell her. It's out. her. It's us. We'll start a club. <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather be chased by a killer clown or be chased by a creepy doll? You know, honestly, killer clown dolls. Chucky was one of my first like things that actually gave me nightmares and mm-hmm. that and slappy the, um, the triloquist dummy from goosebumps. Oh yeah. Which oh. is close enough to a doll, you know? And mm-hmm. so I, I think killer clown, I feel like they're big and like, you can get away from them, mm-hmm. you know, and dolls are, they can just show up places. Mm-mm. Yeah. They just pop up out of nowhere. Yeah. Okay. Last one. Would you rather be a vegetarian zombie or a vampire who is stuck in bat form? Ooh, I guess a vegetarian zombie. Oh, but bats are so cute. (laughs) 
bats are so cute. And I'd probably have like a very cartoonish high pitched voice, like all the time. I think I'm going to go with the bat stuck in, in, or a vampire stuck in bat form. I think I'm going to go with that. Just like fluttering around and yeah, fluttering around, you know, like Bartok from Anastasia. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you for playing. That was awesome. If any of our listeners wanted to send you a scary story, how would they go about doing that? Oh, very easily. You can just send it to scary to sleep at gmail.com. All one word, scary to sleep at Gmail. I also have a contact form on my website. If for mm-hmm. some reason, you know, it's a little easier for you to do that and copy and paste into the contact form. Mm-hmm. Um, and you just go to scary to sleep.com and roll. I think it's down like near the bottom, scroll down, mm-hmm. uh, and copy and paste into there and it'll get to me. Okay, great. And you have a Facebook page as well, right? And yeah, Instagram. I have a Facebook group. I have a page, but it's more the group. The group is very active and very fun. So if you look for Scary to Sleep, join the group. It's so much fun. There's like mm-hmm. 3,600 people in it now, which is bananas. <laughs> yeah. And Instagram and Twitter, luckily, because I did my due diligence in the early days and made sure no one had Scary to Sleep, all of it is just Scary to Sleep. Go to any app and type in Scary to Sleep. And there I am. <laughs> and you have that cooking um, yeah, scare you to eat. <laughs> to eat. That's it. Yeah. That's so a- there's a subgroup in on Facebook called Scare You to Eat um, that I started because I love cooking and mm-hmm. I talk about it on the show a lot. And so it's that one's been fun too. And someone else started Scare You to Craft, and it's a crafting group for Ooh. Scare You to Sleep fans. And that one's like that one's super neat. That one I didn't create, but I gave my blessing to them mm-hmm. to start it. Um, so yeah, in fact, I have some embroidery that I'm about to post in there soon in the scary to craft group. <laughs> oh, so, so you interact on those as well. Sometimes? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm in the groups. Um, I'll answer questions. I don't see everything. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I will interact with you and pop in sometimes. I try not to be on Facebook too much because it makes me, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know how social media can be mm-hmm. draining. So uh, I'm not on there all the time, but I will pop in and I usually try to scroll back and see if I've missed anything. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. This has been yeah. really, really great. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This has been great. I, I'm really honored to be asked to be on the show. Well, we are honored to have you and um, I can't wait for your next episode. Thank you. And you have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye. Wasn't that great? That was awesome. Oh, she she was so interesting to talk to and so nice. And we would love to have her back on the show anytime. Absolutely. Doesn't even have to be Halloween. No, open invitation whenever you want. You're welcome. Yes. If you would like to be a special guest, or if you have any questions or concerns or any great episode ideas, you can send them to us at behindthestacks at sgpl.ca. Well, since... We've both had coffee earlier and it's starting to wear off. I think we should drag ourselves back to the graveyard and rest in peace until our next episode. Yeah, that's where I belong, for sure. (laughs) That's a good idea. (laughs) So, without further ado, happy Halloween. See you next time.